Hi, everybody. Welcome to Southern Science. Welcome. My name is Erica, and I am a scientist. My name is Katie, and I am not a scientist. Today, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, cats. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say one of your favorite topics. I'd say this, like, is your favorite topic. I mean, it's way up there, but I mean, like, science or whatever. But okay, all right. Cats are my favorite topic. I'm unashamedly a cat lady. Yeah, like, obsessed, so. obsessed with cats. Like, I am a, I am a recent cat convert. <laughs> I wouldn't say that I'm a cat person yet. Like, I've always had dogs, but um, recently I have a cat. And like she completely like completely runs my household, so like you know I'm owned by a cat. I don't know if I'd say that like I'm a cat person. Well, see, I my husband's a cat person. I've yes. completely lost my husband to the cat. <laughs> well, I grew yeah. up as a dog person because I was fed lies and propaganda about cats, about how they're <laughs> uh, all aloof and not very friendly, and uh, so that was all my dad's uh, propaganda against cats. But since my parents got a cat. He he likes that cat. Okay, let, let's be let's be. You got your parents a cat. I found your a parents and I get a cat. You got your you got your parents a cat. The same way that like the universe like, got you I a mean, cat. The universe got me a cat. Like your parents and I go out seeking a cat. Not go out seeking a cat. No, definitely not. I I found a stray cat. And took it home, and I am not allowed to keep it because I have two cats. Before everyone starts worrying that I'm a a crazier cat lady than I already am, uh, I only have two cats. Yeah, and have visitation rights with another cat. Uh, <laughs> it's just my boyfriend's cat. I get to see on the weekends. Monster um, cat. But my apartment complex only lets me have two, and that is genuinely the only reason I only have two cats. But so I found a cat, couldn't keep it. My Mom hadn't had a cat in 40 years, and so I gave it to them, and it's a princess, and she does what she wants. Yeah, and it's, like, way way nicer than, like, your, like, monster terrifying cat. Ooh, uh, Simmerine? Yes. So I have two cats. No, Leo. Oh, Leo, Leo. The evil one. Well, he's not. The evil cat. No. Okay. So Leo loves a grand total of one person <laughs> in the world, and it's me, so I'm biased. <laughs> Leo's a demon cat, man. I've woken up at your house before with that cat standing on me and just have frozen like a T-Rex. Oh, okay. You want to talk about, you want to talk about waking up and seeing a cat. So (laughs) did I tell you about when Danny stayed over at my parents' house the first time? Danny's my boyfriend for anyone listening. Okay. So Ella Sue, (laughs) Ella Sue is my mother's cat. Who's beautiful. She's beautiful. And we will talk about interesting reasons why she is beautiful as we discuss cat genetics. So I promise this is a science podcast. We will actually get to science, but we're going to talk about cats because that's important. Uh, (laughs) But cat (laughs) science is the best of both worlds. And that's why we're leading with this episode. (laughs) Anyway. So yeah, the moral of the story was, okay. So uh, yeah, the first night that Danny stayed over at my parents' house, Danny woke up in the middle of the night and Ella Sue was sitting in the doorway, perfectly half in shadow, staring at him, not moving. And he said he just woke up and just stared at her like, 
that cat wants my soul. I don't think I can let it. Right. Yeah. Demon cat. It's like, I don't know if it's not allowed to cross the threshold until I invite it in, but something's terribly wrong. (laughs) Like vampire. Yeah. Vampire cat. Yeah. And And so she just sat there and stared at him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it doesn't hurt that she's like actually split down the middle. Like she's got like different colored eyes. Maybe she's got like the evil side and the good side because that's science. Well, that's actually a lot of the folklore. I'll, uh, behind uh, odd-eyed dogs which katie actually has yep. um so we will be just talking about heterochromia in a bit which is when you have two different colored eyes and we're going to talk about it in the context of cats uh using my mother's cat as an example but uh katie actually has a dog with two different colored eyes so yeah my dog doesn't stand in the doorway and stare at people though like because my dog's not a cat it's a well, nice animal she also has too much energy to stand still and do anything so <laughs> she's a husky it's not her fault but <laughs> her fault. She does what she can. But huskies are some of those dogs that ha- are really prone to having mm-hmm. the heterochromia anyway. So. so, okay. So when you say, okay, so heterochromia, and I know we probably, I know I'm probably skipping ahead because that's my best thing. Heterochromia just means <laughs> different colored eyes? Yes. And so there's different kinds of heterochromia. Um, so I think it's called full heterochromia whenever you have one eye that is one color and one eye that is the other color. It is actually possible to have one eye be multiple colors. Oh, like Tali. Oh, she that, does have a... That's my dog, by the way. Tali, she does have a brown yeah, spot she's in got one a, eye. cracked eye. Yeah. Yeah, she's got, a, she, well, she's got a blue eye, then she's got a brown eye with a blue spot in it. Right. So I think that is partial heterochromia. All right. So go ahead. Start us off on cat science. How are we going to do the science of cats? (laughs) So I figured um, domesticated cats or as close as cats come to being domesticated, technically. Real tall. (laughs) Yep. Do have, of course, some recognized breeds, but most people just recognize cats by their color, to be honest. Yes, uh, Katie is emphasizing smush face cats, uh, which I think are usually Persian cats. Um, Why are you asking me? I don't know. Smush face cats. Yes. You know, like they ran into a door. The bulldogs of the cat world. (laughs) The bulldogs of the cat world. Very nice. So, but most people uh, who have a cat generally go as far as saying, I have a cat and it's orange. And, you know, I have a cat and it's a stripey and a butthead. You know, yep. those are all the descriptors that we usually get. And uh, even when people try to kind of I classify their cats a little more, like I have a very large fluffy cat and I could say that she's a Norwegian forest cat, but probably she's just a very fat, fluffy tabby cat, you know, um, probably not any sort of specific genetics going on. But um, so when we think about the differences in cats, one of the most distinguishing characteristics I figured would be coat color. So we could do some basics of coat color in cats and how that works uh, genetically. I'm like totally here for that because like I, I, I wouldn't even know how to begin with cats. The closest thing I found to people claiming they could breed a cat for color is like I found like a, um, like a Craigslist with a guy who like painted like, like uh, McDonald's symbols on his cats. And like then straight up tried to say that he bred those McDonald's symbols on his cats. And I'm no scientist, but I'm pretty sure he was making it up. Yeah, that's a, that's not how that happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I thought. I mean, I looked at it for a second. I was like, oh, I could have a McDonald's cat. And I was like, wait. Can you, though? I don't think you can actually breed <laughs> McDonald's cat. It's like, can, can you have a McDonald's cat, though? That'd be cool. I'd be into it. But I'm pretty sure he was lying. But that's the closest I've ever come to being like, Huh, can you read for weird things in cats? Well, I mean, to an extent. As someone with a black cat, you know. Well, 
actually, you have a tortoiseshell cat, and we were going to talk about the specifics of tortoiseshell cats and the fun fact of why they're almost exclusively female. I did not know Google that. Google tortoiseshell cats. You'll recognize that's what Brie is. Um, Brie is, uh, Bri is Katie's cat. Yes. My small demon, my house panther. She's adorable. She's very sweet. No, she's the worst. She's evil. That's an evil animal. She's plotting my demise, like, at all times. Like, that cat is so upset that I live here. Wishes it was just her and my husband. Wants me dead. <laughs> like, definitely. Like, if I go missing, the cat did it. 100% the cat did it. <laughs> Which is unfortunate, because I feed her. I would like to point out that I feed this cat. Like, I love this cat. I feed this cat. And she is, like, so over my existence. Like, if I disappear. Like, she hides under the bed, and then Brett comes home, and she, like, throws herself at him in absolute love. <laughs> No, I'm like, I feed you. That's okay. Leo does Ugh. the same thing to Danny. Like when Danny comes home, Leo like stares at him. He's like, not the mama, you know? And then <laughs> you're the worst. <laughs> Go die. You're the worst. So yeah. Okay. So tortoise shell cats. A tor so I'm trying to think like, I've always just thought of Bree as like a weird, funky looking black cat. Right. But <laughs> you know, like weird. Right. But she, those weird is she's got little uh, goldish stripes to her, doesn't True. she? Yes, she does. Yeah. So she's got this kind like of a backward tiger. <laughs> That's true. Yes. Um, she's got these like backward random, tiger. random kind of gold orange uh, patterns. Um, not that she's mostly black. So yeah. the interesting thing about deciding what color cats are going to end up being is there's several genes involved. So whenever you're learning about how genes are expressed, generally in high school, they make you do a Punnett square. So do you remember those where they like, Oh, <laughs> yup. This is an audio podcast, Wait, Katie. Like, you have to describe the four oh, squares. Oh man. Okay. I'm looking ahead. Okay. So we got like the, you got like the four squares, right? And you got the, you got the big BB, and then the little BB at the bottom. So the big BB at the top left, little BB at the top at the bottom right, and then you got big B, small B, big B, small B. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I could, I could tell you if you were gonna have blue eyes as a child or not. Like I had that down. <laughs> okay, like I was here for it. Recessive genes. Look at me with my with my yeah. keywords. So we're yeah. gonna talk uh, a little bit about recessive genes, more about dominant genes, and then um, partly a. A slightly confusing concept of codominance. So, um, codominant genes don't make it a sex thing. Sounds like a counseling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've been friends for way too long. <laughs> you cut me off way. You've got that off way too quick. Yep. <laughs> Continue with your codominance with your codominance genes. Uh huh. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Leave that in. Leave that part in. Yep. Yep. That's fair. Okay. So uh, there's several genes in play for determining cat coat color. Okay. And to be honest, it's actually several genes in play for most uh, traits that anyone has. Uh, even the eye color that um, is used as a really common example is not... Uh, not regulated by only one gene. It's not just a, you have option one or option two of the alleles that you have at one locus. So it's definitely oversimplified, but you have to start there in high school to understand, you know, the complexities going forward. Absolutely. Makes sense. No, I get it. I mean, because, you know, I remember being very excited about this kind of science because I was like, oh, I can do this kind. Yeah. It's like, there's one way to do this kind. I yep. like that. With the it's just square. drawing a square and writing out the, the options. Put in the Put in the bees. Put in the bees. 
So uh, let's start with the bees. Okay. So one gene that helps to encode cat color is uh, called uh, eumelanin. So we're going to talk about two different kinds of melanin. Eumelanin. <laughs> yep. All right. You as an EU melanin. Oh, well, that's so. Um, okay. I know. More that's of a Greek sounding melanin. Anyway, so um, the eumelanin is a dark pigment, pigment similar to the melanin that like is expressed in human skin and hair and eyes and all that kind of stuff. So um, eumelanin can have a few different forms. And I mentioned them. Yes. Katie is brunette. My hair. I, I am a brunette, but masking it with purple hair. Um. <laughs> You're um, purpleette. Yes. Violetette. Whatever it is, yes. And contrary to what McDonald's dog breeding people will think, <laughs> that's not inheritable. <laughs> just because that's not, I, <laughs> just because I have be cool if it was though. Yeah, I guess some people are always surprised when their dog with a cropped tail or cropped ears has puppies who have full length tails. You know. Yeah, it's like. Just because I pierce my ears doesn't mean my kids have pierced ears. Nope, not so much. God, that'd be more simple, though. That'd be a lot of pressure, though, you know? Oh, it would. It'd be like, man, I hope I don't pierce something the kids don't like. Right. You know, like, what if I get, like, multiple ear piercings and they're, like, not here for it? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, okay. So, some of these genes not being passed on is a good thing, you know? Yes. Or some of the body, I guess, body modifications being passed on, we've just decided is bad. We've made a unilateral decision. <laughs> Always we're glad bad. That <laughs> Always bad choice. Okay. So, but brown hair. Okay. You were saying brown hair can. Yes. Yes. So melanin. cats have the option. Yes. For you melanin. So that's a different types of dark coloring. And so that usually means uh, big B for uh, black. Uh, little B can either be chocolate or a cinnamon. And so that's more of like a brownish brown versus a reddish brown. Yeah. And so... What the code is at that allele, and an allele is the version of the DNA at that locus, and the locus is a spot on your DNA. So if you have the long sentence of your DNA, that one particular word is your locus, and okay. then what version of that word you have is the allele. So you have a sentence that says, we're going to have black colored fur, and then the word that's black is the... Um, locus and then it's either but if it's black or if it's brown that's the allele so the allele is the version that you have so you did have it right but okay so we're gonna have brown eyes so what that would be the locus would be the brown so it's like i know it's gonna be like you know that that's the word and then mm -hmm. the actual word brown as opposed mm -hmm. to like blue or something is the allele yes hey go yeah. science yes go science i so. got it good job <laughs> all right following you Great. So uh, black is um, dominant to brown. So you're more likely to see black mm -hmm. cats than brown cats, and which is definitely true. I, I've seen brown cats pretty rarely. Google a brown cat. Well, you've seen uh, my boyfriend's cat, Samson, is mostly brown where he has color. Yeah, that's a, that's a miniature lion. That's not a cat. <laughs> but yeah, so brown cats tend to look very chocolatey to me. They're very beautiful. They're but super they're, pretty. Oh, my God. Yeah. But they're pretty rare because black is dominant to the brown. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But there's another locus, another gene that can influence whether or not you are even making eumelanin to begin with. So there's another locus called the orange locus that says whether or not you're going to make eumelanin or you're going to make pheomelanin. 
Could be feo melanin. Not 100% sure. <laughs> it's one feo feo potato potato. It's got this trip song P-H-A-E-O melanin. We've talked about this. You scientists and the way y'all like to make words make weird. Like y'all can't just be like, we got brown melanin. We got black melanin. Yeah, it could be so much easier. But y'all got to make things complicated. So those are your like your standard melanins. But so feo melanin is a red pigment. Mm-hmm. So that's how you get orange cats. And the thing about the orange locus is that it's kind of like dominant O. Oh, sorry, they're they're co-dominant. So it's either O or not O. And the reason that I don't want to say like big O and little O is because they're not dominant recessive. So we're just going to say orange and not orange. Okay. And if it's orange, then instead of making the eumelanin and being black or brown, then the cat is an orange cat. And then if it's, quote, not orange, then it has the option to either be black or brown, whatever it says at that other locus. So orange is the superior dominant. So orange is upstream, I guess, of whether or not you're going to make pheomelanin or eumelanin. Okay. Now, this is where the fun stuff starts <laughs> to me. <laughs> so think about Brie. Okay. Uh, this is Katie's cat. Uh, as we're talking about this. So the orange locus is what they call a sexed link a locus, which means it's actually on the X chromosome. Okay. So humans have sex chromosomes, generally X and Y. And the majority of people either have two X's or an X and a Y. Sure. And there are times when you can have either an XO or an XXY and times where you can have traits of one of the genes, you know, there, it gets complicated. But you can mess that up. Yes. Yeah, it can. It can get complicated. There are multiple sexes. Multiple, yeah, you can get really complicated with this. Yeah. So even I know that. <laughs> so with the X chromosome, it has a lot of genes on it that are really what we call dose dependent. So you need to have one copy of your X chromosome active in a cell at a time because the X chromosome will encode for making enough of a protein that a male that only has an XY or I guess a female that only has an XO or uh, is still functional. Yeah. Okay. So it needs to be, it needs to be operational just with one X. But the problem is, is that females have two X's. So female cats have 18 autosomal chromosomes, which is just the non-sex chromosomes. And then Mm -hmm. they have the one pair of sex chromosomes. So like humans have 22 and then the one pair of sex chromosomes, cats only have 18. Okay. So the the 18 are designed to operate with two copies present. The X Mm -hmm. is only designed to operate with one copy present. Yes. So in order to not have way too much of those genes, the body deactivates one copy of your X chromosome in every cell. Now, it does this at random. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, <laughs> at random. So that's the thing. So it does it at random. And when this okay. happens, depending on when this happens in development, can have a lot of interesting effects. Okay. So uh, this it can also produce interesting effects in humans, but it's really easy to visualize when you think about cats. Okay. So I told you that, oh, that orange or not uh, is on the X chromosome. Sure. Yeah. So it's on the X chromosome. Females that have two X chromosomes have the option of either having the orange turned on or the not orange. And if it's orange, they make pheomelanin. If it's not orange, it's going to be eumelanin, which is either black or brown. So that's where you get those in one cat. 
you can either have the orange or the black and it can be patchy you can because depending on whenever they sell yes so it's random and so whenever <laughs> depending on when that kind of random decision is made because it's it's the cells can decide or they're not deciding but randomly turning off one of their x chromosomes and then uh, that can persist along the the daughter cells of that particular cell so if it happens early in development and those melanocytes the cells that produce pigment um kind of get determined what cell they're going to be pretty early and then they start to divide and you get a lot of cells coming from that one brown cell or that one orange cell then <laughs> then you'll have big patches of orange and black so, uh-huh. do you remember that scene in sleeping beauty where like the fairies are like arguing <laughs> over what color the dress is supposed ha! to be Yes. So that's exactly yes. where my mind's going with this right now. Yes. Like blue, pink, blue, pink. That's an excellent example. So your cells, <laughs> every one of your cells gets a say in blue versus pink. But for cats, it's oh usually orange versus black. Yeah. It's a third out. Yeah. The thing is, they oh don't usually. Oh my God, that's hilarious. That's an excellent visual is it because you generally pick one or the other. Oh my God. Okay. That's great. So that's what happened to Brie. Her cells are fighting. The black cells mainly won. Like the orange cells kind of got beat out, but there's a couple parts on her that orange cells are winning. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. I didn't realize that. So that's why there aren't any boy calico cats or it's like, you don't right. see them. That's really. exactly right. So calicos are the same way. So uh, Brie is a tortoise shell. Her black and her orange are pretty mixed in uh-huh. really well. But it, like I said, if you have that, um, uh-huh. if you have the orange versus black determination made pretty early, so you get a lot of cells made from that one orange cell, or you get a lot of cells made from that one black cell, then the cat ends up with larger patches. And that's what you call more of a calico cat. Because calicos, you tend to think of having big patches of color rather than, yeah. Brie has this almost brindle look to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brie looks like a reverse tiger. So yeah, that oh that's cool, man. So Here you for it? That's really neat. You can have male calico cats, but that is when they are XXY male calico cats. Oh, so they they still have it. Well, and technically there are some other ways that's um one that's the most well-known way there are some ways where you can have like a recombination events where you'll have um you'll still have some x genes but they got stuck on another chromosome or things like that but the majority of the ways i think is the um an xxy so, male. okay and I'm, I'm following you on that but kind of my question is like i'm thinking of brie and she's like that like you know, really pretty torty pattern, um, even though it's not like torty not pattern, even though mm. she's like the devil, she still has like the really pretty coat. And then you were kind of talking about how like with calicos, it splotches. Mm. Is there something about the way the genes turn on that determine where color goes on a cat as well? Like I'm thinking like Siamese cats with it only have it on like the ears or like the tail or something, like the paws. Right. The so, toe pads. So that's actually not a fight between black and white fur that's a completely different amazing you know crazy random happenstance so so when we're thinking about like you said with calicos they have the end of the big splotches and big splotches right and so where those end up is basically just 
early in development when they're still a little tiny embryo and there's basically a ball of cells the cells that choose black or orange like they make those decisions early and then they're already kind of pre-programmed where in the body they're going to end up as melanocytes where in the skin they're going to end up and like the, okay. the fur producing cells as well so if those happen pretty early then the cells that migrate you know the cells that divide from the progeny of the one cell that decided it's going to be orange or whatever it'll have a lot of daughter cells and then those end up migrating to the same patch in the cat's coat when the cat's coat is formed to begin with yeah man you gotta like throw down like territory it's like this is orange territory this is black fur territory yeah it's like yeah. gang war yeah exactly it's all <laughs> i mean it's all the cells that came from that one original cell that decided to be orange or black you know okay so fair enough i say decided like they have some kind of autonomy but you know it's for illustration purposes <laughs> so okay so Basically, so and I'm, I'm going to wrap us up because we're about out of time, um, but next, definitely for next week, I'm interested in how, since we're talking about cat color, we kind of, so now I kind of understand like why tortoiseshells are a thing and why calicos are a thing and like the um, eumelanin versus the pheomelanin, phenomelanin. Yeah. Pheomelanin, yes. Oh, look at me. I remember where it's Yeah, color. I'm super impressed. teacher. Um, super impressed. Okay. I understand how that works, but I think for next week, I'm super interested into what determines where they go. Mm -hmm. You know, like why my cat can't have a McDonald's M&M on, M on it. <laughs> I mean, I'm actually really upset about that. Like, no. I wish that was a thing. So yeah. So, okay. So anyway, we're almost out of time for this week, but before we wrap up, mm -hmm. Eric and I decided we're going to try to do a mental health minute because we're huge advocates in the mental health community. Yes. And I think we were just going to kind of talk about like some self-care we're doing for the week. So I am currently in new Orleans and we are about to be hit with a hurricane, a category two, which honestly like for new Orleans is like par for the course. It's September hurricane season's going a little late this year, but you know, from August to September, we just get slammed yearly. So my self care is I did some yoga this morning and I am choosing to detach from all um, social media and news sources until the hurricane has passed because I am stocked on materials and just sitting there obsessing over surge levels and things like that are going to stress me out. So that's my mental health for the week. Erica. That sounds really good. Yeah. Because that's just going to, fuel the fire and you don't need that extra, you don't need other people's stress on top of yours girl preach what are you doing uh so i'm a grad student <laughs> and so uh life is bonkers you know <laughs> everyone's life is bonkers but uh my i could not bring myself to do very much homework over the weekend um because that's where i was mentally uh just anxiety wise so i actually recently bought myself a cross stitch stand. So I've been cross stitching and cool. I was wondering if maybe I could go faster, if I could use two hands or <laughs> just be able to just, you know, as far as like have better posture while I cross stitch or things like that, you know, just to better take care of myself. So I got a little stand and I put that together, uh, more assembly required than I expected. <laughs> but... I mean, of course. Yeah. Of course. There was there was sanding involved and you were like, uh, wait, it's just not in the instruction manual. Right. I was like, why is this box so small? This is this? Where's my giant stand? This is a lie. Like, what? Right. 
So I had to put that together. But it's been very nice. I've been able to start cross-stitching using that. I'm working on a Christmas present for my mom. Hey. That. And then I also went up to my boyfriend's farm and working on building a bookcase up there. And so that's just, I'm uh, just learning some kind of basic carpentry techniques. And so all of that is, is good to things to think about that aren't work. Hey, I love it. Yep. And definitely, I like how you mentioned, like, you just wanted a place to do homework and like giving yourself that grace is so huge. Like that's such like a growth yeah, moment. Like it was oh, such a growth moment. It's actually like, I, I still teach. I mean, I could have done it. No, like, I could have done it, but I would have cried. Right. And so, then, like, like, <laughs> down to it, like, there is that mental health aspect where you do have to kind of prioritize. Like, I know I need to do this thing, but also I'm an adult and I need to take care of me first. And I think that's super important. So yeah, for anyone listening, prioritize yourself, prioritize your own self-care. Love yourself and give yourself grace. How are you supposed to help other people if you don't take care of yourself? Yep, cannot pour from an empty cup. It's a yep. common saying, but super true. Okay, well, it was great to yes. talk to everybody this week. Um, we are, oh, and before, God, I'm so bad at this. Um, we have an email, a real one this time. Hey. Yes. Okay, and we are, in case anyone wants to get in touch with us, um, we are southernsciencechicks at gmail.com. So that's southern. S-O-U-T-H-E-R-N. Mm -hmm. Science is spelled S-C-I-E-N-C-E. Oh, -E -E. <laughs> yeah. The struggle. The struggle's real. And then check. C-H-I-C-K-S at gmail.com. Y'all can tell the words I use and the words I don't use in conversation. <laughs> Chicks, yes. Science, no. Well, although, so, you know, you look at any word long enough, it definitely stops looking real because when I was making the logo and I wrote Southern Science and then I changed the font on it 18,000 times, it's, Southern stopped looking like a real word immediately. <laughs> yep. Dude, I've done that with like water. We should look into like, I wonder if that's like more like my field or your field. Like, is that like real science or is that like the pseudoscience that I do? I mean... <laughs> I mean, it's more of a psychiatry, psychology. It's a psychology. Pseudoscience. Thing. No, it's not psychiatry. Yeah, it's psychology. No, <laughs> it's a social science. I'm not. I'm not going to badmouth the social sciences. I'm not badmouthing social sciences either. I like being a pseudoscience. <laughs> it's great. I can be like, like we think this thing works, and it's fine because we're testing it on people, and I can't make people behave. So less pressure. Great. Less pressure that way. Absolutely. Less pressure. I don't do, I don't like pressure. I'm not a diamond. I'm like a, um, like, you know, I'm a loaf of bread, you know, bread rises. <laughs> so, you know, bread rises when it's left alone. You got to just leave it. In a nice, warm, Lazy safe butter. space. Nice, warm, safe space. I'm a loaf of bread. Leave <laughs> me alone. <laughs> and I will be productive. <laughs> All right. We'll see everybody next week. We catch up on why cats have weird colored ears. Because that's my life now. Just looking at cat colors. All right, bye, everybody. All right, bye. Do you ever tell the friends we 